Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, welcome to the Football Writers Podcast. My name is Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Jonathan Northcroft of the Sunday Times and David Priest, goalkeeper, columnist, podcaster. It's not quite the night before Christmas, but you get my drift. The World Cup's about to get underway. A month of new stars, old problems, and maybe, just maybe, the birth of a new England team. We're going to look at all eight groups, starting with Russia, the hosts. Look away now, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look, in the build-up of the tournament last year, I've been thinking, how are, how are Russia going to avoid embarrassment? They're going to have to do something, have to produce something, or I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to figure it out. And they haven't got there. You know, I think they might be like South Africa in 2010, hosting a tournament, but having a, a really poor team. They've, they've brought back Ignashevich, who's, what, 39 um, they, they seem to have the same players who may or may not fulfil promise that they show, like Golovan and, and, and Jagoyev. Um, and the Russian journalists I've spoken to are really negative about their side, say they're slow, they're unimaginative. You know, Akinfeyev's an error-strewn goalkeeper. Yeah, and he's meant to be the key player, isn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he's... He's made mistakes in past tournaments, and uh, you know there's even more pressure on this time. Yeah. So it's it, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But he's uh, you're right. He's as, as a kid, he was he was seen as sort of like yeah. the the sort of I don't know next Yashin yeah. almost. You know yeah. he was he was that highly rated, and he had injuries to his back, of course. But he just hasn't fulfilled that promise. Yeah, Saudi Arabia they've sacked two coaches since qualifying. <laughs> uh, there to make up the numbers. Yeah, they look like it. I, th I think they have the odd good result in, 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 in at this level, but but really, um, I think they'll be trying to hang in there and maybe mm. maybe win their game with Egypt. That'll be the, the height of their ambition. Because there was that weird thing where they basically loaned nine players <laughs> to La Liga clubs, and I yeah. think one played one game, I think. Yeah, there might have been a bit of additional funding provided to <laughs> <laughs> the La Liga clubs. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know these players individually, I haven't seen them, but just going by Saudi football, Saudi teams in the past, of very, very little sort of, to thrill you, very little to suggest that they can perform at this mm. level. What about Uruguay, um, David? There's a lot of sort of talk about maybe they're using this as a spring ball for 2022, it's quite a young squad. You know, Tabarez, the manager, has been around a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your view of them? Well, I mean, they certainly should see themselves as, as favourites for the uh, 
for for this group. It's you know they've got certainly got the firepower Suarez and uh, Cavani. Yeah, mm. it's you know if if they can find a way to to get the ball, then they are very they're very direct. You know yeah. they get the ball up there quickly and, uh, and 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 let them you know work the magic. But it's uh, it's it's a bit of a dream draw for them really isn't mm. it it is mm. and and what about egypt are they everyone's now favorite second team because of mo salah yeah i think so i mean certainly the the, the prospect of mo salah at the world cup is, is one of the most appetizing factors and i think i think any neutral will, will want him to have recovered from his injury and, and and be able to play i mean it's an incredible pressure that he he, he bears on his shoulders because if, if if he's liverpool's symbol then he's you know he's egypt's Deity at the moment. He, 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 you know, his his biggest single achievement last season was actually taking Egypt to the World Cup, converting the penalty and incredible game um, un, under pressure. Um, they've also, I mean, I wonder what, if Dave knows the guy, but the, the goalkeeper was interesting. El Hadari, who's forty five, mm. in line to become the oldest World Cup player. He was made his professional debut after Jordan Pickford, before Jordan Pickford was born. Uh, hopefully, you yet dies, isn't it? Well, I might, <laughs> might get the gloves back on. Yeah, I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Never mind playing the World Cup, but it's uh, it'd be a great story anyway. And it, it's they, they've got a hell of a chance of getting through yeah. the, to the to the last sixteen. You know, and, and they've got good experience in the side. The Hector Cooper, the, the, yeah. the manager, great manager. They, they're good to watch. They, they like to press high up the pitch and um, are quite. Uh, I quite like um, Higazi, sorry, from uh, from West Brom. Uh, I think he's a, he's a very good defender. Mm. So if you have to say who's going out of that group, um, well, if, if 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 Salah's fit, then then Egypt and Uruguay go through for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the same. I, I agree. Group B, you look at it logically, it should be Portugal and Spain. Mm. What about Portugal? Yeah, well, I mean. The capable of losing 6-0, aren't they, as we've seen in, in, in their friendlies. I mean, they've got two centre-backs who are, you know, nearly El, El Hadari's age, <laughs> Alves and, and, and Pepe, who, who even in the primes weren't the most reliable. Um, I think Guerrero, who was fantastic at the Euro 2016, has been injured, so I'm not sure what state he's in. Um, obviously, they've got Ronaldo, they've got Bernardo Silva... You know, William Carvalho is a good midfielder. There's, there's talent there, but it's just such an unbalanced side. Um, but then, you know, 2016 summed them up. They, they they came to Wembley. They they were rubbish. They got beaten easily by England, and then they they and they, they were poor in the, at the start of their group in that tournament as well. And then they they end up winning it. So mm. you can't you can't rule them out. There's, you know, Ronaldo has he got the ability to almost like drag a team through the tournament by his own force of will. Yeah, and I mean, he, he almost did that last time as well. But it's um, I don't want to write them off too too quickly, simply because they, like they, they do have, even though like I said, the Asian defenders were further forward. They, they've they've got mm. some special talents as well. And my worry for England was that they, they don't win enough games in in these competitions. Was it six since yeah. since '66? Yeah, you know. But it didn't matter to, to Portugal in the Euros. You know what I mean? So if it's all about getting through, and they've got the they've got the mentality. No, whether they might have the legs at the back, but like Sir Pepe, he's a he's a winner. Coach is good, isn't he? Yeah. Coach mm. is good. Mm. What about um, Spain? You know, we talked about Salah being yeah. a, a sentimental favourite. I think Andres oh, Iniesta yeah. will be here. Won't yeah, he? yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, him him going out as a as a World Cup winning captain. I think he's captain there, isn't mm. he? Would would be one for the purists. That'd be fabulous. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised how few people fancy Spain. 
I think they've got a good manager who understands the players. They've got some some new blood, but they've got some greatness there with with you know your Busquets, Iniesta's, um, Piquet at the back, um, David Silva. You know they've got Diego Costa up front to 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 sort of carry the fight. Um, I think that you know then then they've got the Escos, Coques, the Sol. They've got some great great talent. They've got the know-how. Um, maybe maybe people are just thinking about that 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 weird game against Holland in the last World Cup where it all sort of blew up for them. Mm. Um, but I think they've got a really good chance. I think they've got a really, really good chance in this tournament. And uh, um, I, I think they'll get the final. I, I think because we, we th when we think Spain, we think about the attack and intent they've got yeah. when they, you know, obviously they've got Sylvain Esther. They've got st uh, strikers who they, they, they can adapt to, mm. to different ways of playing. Obviously, you've got Costa, who's just a, a nuisance mm. in the battle round, but also mm. a great, a great number nine. Or you've got Aspas, who's mm. you know, in play the false mm. nine. But I think with Spain, in going into this tournament, I think they have actually got the best defence. Mm. They've got uh, Jordi Alba, um, PK, Ramos, um, Caviala. Mm. Those four form the best defence. I mean, and the goalkeeper? Yeah, of course, David De Gea, obviously, I mean, best in the world, is he? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, he uh, he didn't look good last night when he uh, when he dropped the dropped <laughs> that ball against Switzerland. Switzerland but um, it was a rare mistake from him. And uh, you're right, I, I can't see him conceding many at all in this uh, in this tournament. Iran, you know, Carlos Kiros, you know, yeah. old friend and all yeah. that. Um, they'll try and smother, won't they? They will. I mean, I think one of the shames of the World Cup draw is actually two of the more interesting dark horse teams, if you like, which would be Iran and Morocco, have been paired with Spain and, and, and Portugal. I think in different groups, you'd fancy either of them to get out and maybe have a run. Um, Queiroz is, he's been an incredible manager for Iran. Taking them to two tournaments in a row is, is like the peak of their football achievement. Um, they've got good players. They've got, I think it's Asmoon up front, who's, who's a very, um, very decent striker. Um, he will really, really organised. Really, oh, don't don't say negative, but he's a very pragmatic coach, mm. hard to score against. And there's a little bit of spice between him and Ronaldo because he didn't vote for him for World Player of the Year, which is a sin in Ronaldo's world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, do you think both of you, Spain, Portugal, from this one? I'd say so, but I mean, you know, you talk about Morocco and Iran being a defensive side. Morocco didn't concede in, yeah, that's right. in qualifying, you know, and they've got Hakim Ziyech, who's uh, mm -hmm. like well, the Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, I know this, Van Basten said he was an idiot for, for, for going with Morocco and not staying with Holland, but he's the one who's at the World yeah. Cup this summer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Gutsi, you know, I'm a great fan of France. What yeah. do you feel? Well, I'm a great fan of the players. Um, I, I don't. Deschamps not. He's not a poor manager, but uh, he looks to me a little bit of an old-fashioned manager in his ideas. Um, I think France are quite quite predictable, despite having so many good footballers. Um, he's got a big decision to make over Pogba mm. because he, he's already left Rabiot out, which I've, I found very strange. Uh, Pogba has not been playing well for France, as he hasn't really been playing well for United. Um, and there's plenty of talent with the likes of Lamar and Fekir to come in. So it, it's kind of, if he's willing to go beyond his kind of tried and trusted, his old guard, then France might have more of a chance. So certainly when, you, when they counter-attack, when they, when they get the, the talent and the pace in the team, then they are brilliant, I agree. But I'm, I'm not sure if he, he lets them do that enough. Mm. But you look at there should be a lot of goals in that team. You know? Should be. Griezmann, Dembele yeah. and Bappe. 
Mbappe, yeah. Giroud has got a, actually got a very good international mm. record. Has mm. had a very good international career. Fekir is really exciting. Linked with Liverpool at the moment. Lamar, tremendous talent. You know, they might be leaving someone like Bernard um, Mendy on the on on the bench, which mm. is really you know show, shows the talent that they've got going forward. Mm. You've got Australia. This is almost like a tournament too far for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what's worrying for me is that obviously they had uh, Ange Postecoglou, mm. who's um, he was a big fan of three at the back. They've yeah. got through some teething problems playing that, but then they, they once they got into the stride, they, they played some good football. I think it gets the best out of Matty Ryan yeah. as well because yeah. he he's great at sweeping up the back and, and playing out. Now they've got to fall at the back again with Van Marwijk, and then. They're going to have a new uh, new coach. There's going to have a new coach yeah. after the tournament, and, that, and that's the only problem with me that it's uh, this is sort of like it's just a part-time uh, yeah. sort of role for Van Marwijk, and it depends whether he can get the best out of the players in, in that short space of time as well. Mm. Two other dangerous floaters, if you want to call it, yeah. with, with Peru and, and Denmark. Let's look at Peru. Interesting. Really interesting, talented players. I think the the Paulo Guerrero being being fit is really. Seems, seems, seems to have inspired them, seems to have boosted them. Um, and it's a nice story, you know, that I think the, the captains of, of, of France, Australia, and wrote to FIFA to, to, to get this guy on the pitch, and he's a, he's, a, he's a terrific striker, has been. Um, they've had a nice little morale boosting. Mm, common against, sense shock. Yeah, common sense shock, exactly. FIFA, common sense shock. They've had a little, little beating of Scotland just to get the confidence <laughs> going, just to remind them of 1978. Um, but yeah, they, they 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 came through qualifying with momentum as well. You know, they, they had a bad start, and then I think they they reeled off the wins, and then came through the the, the playoffs. So they've they've got they've got a lot of adventure about them coming in. Well, you, you know Denmark well, David, having played there. What's the vibe coming from there? Yeah, I mean they're confident, but they're going into tournaments previously. You know, you think of all the famous Danish sides that they they've had real, not not just like you know they've got Eriksen this time, who's obviously a world class talent, but they they they've had them in numbers in the past, and and I think that's. He, uh, Ogo Horida wasn't uh, wasn't the first choice for everyone in Denmark, <laughs> uh, but he's won them over by purely by qualifying. And uh, they've gone back to four-three-three, which they played under Morten Olsen. Uh, it's it's what they, they how they know their national mm. sides, the identity that they've got, and um, they'll they'll cause problems. But I, I'm I'm not overly confident that they'll get through the the, mm. the qualifying round. Mm. So are we saying probably France and Peru. I'd say so. Yeah, I I think it might be France and Denmark, but I. I, I Rests on Ericsson with Denmark, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the, I mean, if, if they can put the shackles, somebody put the shackles on him, then mm. they can they, they, they solve the, the problem. Mm. Group D, Argentina. Is this finally going to be Leo Messi's <laughs> World Cup? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think so because he just doesn't doesn't have the organisation. The I was going to say talent. I mean, there is talent around him, but uh, maybe not at the back. It's, it's similar to Portugal. You know, you, you you look you look at it's a very very patchy team um, up front. Some brilliant brilliant talent. Aguero, I think Higuain might not even start. You know, it shows the quality they've got. Um, it's always been a question for me how Sampaoli's philosophy works with the group of players Argentina have got. You know, Messi, absolutely brilliant as he is, is not Alexis Sanchez. He's not going to scurry around closing down defenders and tracking back. It'd be stupid to make him do that. You let him be Leo, Leo Messi. 
but you know, Norse particularly Aguero or Higuain. You've got I think Mascarano they're now playing in midfield again instead of at the back, but his his, his legs are you know creaking. Um, I don't think the goalkeeper is particularly great. I don't think the defenders are are that good. So there just might not be enough behind Messi to to let him fulfil his ambition. Mm. We've got Iceland in the group now. It's the it's the sin which you know we we dare not mention you know, in connection with English football <laughs> what went on last time. Um, Three hundred and thirty thousand people in that country. <laughs> you know, four, is it forty times fewer than uh, there are in in Moscow? Yeah. How do they do it? Well, I spent a couple of months over there playing towards the end of my career, and it's uh, it was a real eye opener because it was it was just coming to the qualification. They just missed out the qualification for for Brazil last time, and uh, and I w watched them against uh, Slovenia, and they got beat four two, and Aaron Gunnarsson got sent off early in the game, but they, they were mm. they, they were really in the game at that point, uh, and, they, and they were just overran a little bit towards the end, and it's you could see that you know that there was something happening there. And you you go around and, and as part of my role, sort of the club I was playing at, you know, you you'd go to schools in the afternoon, and and it, it, the sport was, was just as important as the academic side, and you, and you they've got all this sort of all these facilities that they've invested in, and it was really impressive to see. And you see that all the all the players in the clubs, if they if they didn't have full time jobs, then they were out coaching in the afternoon, they were employed to, to go and coach, and it was uh, yeah, it, it's they, they've got a real sort of I don't know. Like, it's a club mentality, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> trust me, everybody in in uh, in Iceland, not even Icelandic football, everyone knows each other. Mm -hmm. it, it's ridiculous for for a for a whole country. They know each other, and and it's and there's that bond, there's that closeness. It it carries them through, and and not just that. Now they have actually improved in the last yeah. sort of uh, since I saw them five years ago. They, they've improved year on year, and they they look a real force now. Mm. I was in Croatia a couple of weeks ago, mm. and talking to people over there, they're almost quite, almost bitter about their team in terms of you know yeah. we all know the names Mandzukic, yeah. you know Modric, Perisic, mm -hmm. etc. But they're thinking, will they do it for us? Yeah, I mean they've got they've got a bit of a golden generation that hasn't really delivered for them, and they've got you know the the, the greats of the past to live up to. Uh, I don't think for Croatia it'll ever be as good as the 98 World Cup post-independence with that fabulous mm. group of players. And maybe there's a hangover. You know, someone like Modric, from what I read, isn't that popular at home. Mm. And what a brilliant footballer he is. But I guess he's not Boban. I guess he's not Suka. He, he maybe he can't live up to, to all of that. Um, you certainly think, look at their midfield talent and, and, and think that, you know, Kovacic, uh, Borisic, um, Rakitic, Modric... Is you know, Perisic playing wide? That that is fantastic. That's as that's as good as anyone. Mm. But another team, maybe you know, Koluk at the back, a bit old. Maybe another team which is just a bit lopsided in its makeup. They got Nigeria. Uh, based on what we saw at Wembley at the weekend, how do you see that? It's difficult to judge them really because they, for well, certainly for the first half, they, they didn't really show a lot. Um, it was kind of like a bit of a. Mm. Anti-climax is the right word for them, but it was just they, they they got there and it was it was a nothing performance. Maybe I'm taking too much away from England as well as well as England played in the first half. They, obviously, the the second half they they come out with a with a bit more sort of. Uh, it's just they just seemed like they were trying in the second half when the first half they they, they just sat off England and uh, they, they let us play and 
it, it wasn't a great performance by them by, by any means. I, th I thought the goalie was doing really well and it was one of those lessons that you should never tweet mid-game because I, <laughs> I thought Harry Kane was having a really quiet match and the goalkeeper looked quite promising and I was, I was if, you know, if I'd tweeted that, I'd have looked really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it never stops me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Group B, Brazil. Yeah. Um, time to get the 7-1 out of the system. I think it's out of the system. Um, I was there at that. I mean, it was one of the most extraordinary football matches I've ever been to. You, 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 at, at sort of six nil, when Germany still had the bit between their teeth, you were thinking they're going to have—they're literally going to have to stop this game. They cannot—they cannot let this go on. You know, they—they they, they can't let this happen to the World Cup, the host nation, because it looked like it was going to be ten at one point. But you know that—that I—I I, I wrote a, a, a piece about the Brazilian failure at the time which it was about what I thought was the travesty of that Brazilian team, which just was so unrepresentative of, of what we associate with Brazil. It was so mm. negative under Scolari. It tried to bully physically. It, it seemed to be all about, you know, limiting expression rather than giving expression. And then they replaced the Madunga, which was even even worse. So I, I think that's why Tite has, has had such an effect because he's, he's just cut them, got them back in touch with their identity. They've got incredible results under him. I think 7-1 is gone because they have gone back to that that Brazilian era. And, and Neymar, is, is a, he is as, as important to his team as Ronaldo and Messi are to theirs. Mm. Is it going to be Neymar's World Cup? I think so, as long as he stays fit. Obviously, he was, he, mm. they lost him through injury last time, but I think... Um, uh, there, was, there was a great piece by Tim Vickery. Um, it, you know, he was talking about how Brazil were innovators. You know, there's this sort of... I don't know, people just think that... that, that they got where they were through yeah. ta through talent alone. Yeah. Mm. When through the 50s and 60s, they, they took uh, bits of from Uruguayan football, yeah. from Hungarian team of that time, and they knitted it all together. And tactically, they were brilliant ahead of their time. And it was kind of like they've regressed, uh, certainly the, the two uh, periods under Dunga, yeah. where they, they just regressed to, to negative football and they, they, they were the total opposite of what they've been before. And right, Tite is he's, mm. he's returned that as well, mm. and he hasn't made big uh, personnel changes. No. Obviously, Gabriel Jesus has uh, has come in, and um, Paulinho, I think, is one of his. Yeah, exactly. Players. He brought Paulinho back in when he was when he first went out to China, and yeah. and that's worked. For, you know, not just for Brazil, but for, for Barcelona as well. Mm. What about Switzerland? Um, mm. Yeah, they drew with with Spain. Um, always difficult to read too much into those sort of friendlies, isn't it? Yeah, Switzerland are like one of those tennis players who's always in the top four or five but never wins a title. For me, they're really good at the FIFA rankings, but <laughs> they're just... Yeah, they, they underwhelm. They underwhelm. I think, I think, you know, they've got players that haven't quite become what we thought they might when they were kids, like Xhaka and Shaqiri. Um, Serif, Serif, was it? It's a terrible pronunciation there, <laughs> but he looked like a really good striker a few years ago and hasn't quite, hasn't quite done it. I, I, I just... Sorry, Swiss people, but I think they're fodder. Yeah. Well, yeah. Under under no pressure, Grant Jacker is looks a, yeah. a world beater. You know, you know, if he's got time in the ball, he, he he can be brilliant. But we're talking about people being in the shop window. I can guarantee you, uh, Shakiri will have yeah. a wonderful tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it could because he, there's no way he's going to get stuck next season. Yeah. You've got Serbia in the group. They could yeah. be quite interesting. Yeah, they could. Uh, I mean, I mean, I I think on paper they don't look. They don't look all that. Um, what about Milinkovic Savic? Yeah, well, well, he's he's really exciting. He's he's a really exciting footballer. Um, I think Manchester United are very interested in him, but they're not alone. Um, 
I believe he was sensational. Lazio will sell, wouldn't they? Yeah, they they probably will. Lazio are a selling club, but I think they'll they'll demand 60, 70 million for him. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. As I say, I think on on paper they might not like they might not look sort of star laden, but I'm expecting them to be a really good team because they're very good in qualifying as as a unit, mm-hmm. um, and with you know maybe just that little bit of of, of quality from him and and. and Subotic at the back gives them a, gives them something as well, so I think they'll be quite quite formidable. Mm. And we're going to get a little look at Costa Rica. Yeah, I mean uh, they surprised everyone last time. Mm. I know that um, I actually went across there. There was um, I played with uh, a guy in, in in Denmark, Christian Bernalos, who's he's been in out the side. I don't mm. think he'd be in the start eleven this time. He's thirty three now, but. The, just a, a technically wonderful player, yeah. and it took him a little time to adjust. Didn't play a lot when the, in my time at uh, at Odense, but he went on to play for FC Copenhagen, and then he's back playing in Saprissa in uh, in Costa Rican League, mm-hmm. and that might be one of the, the the pluses for them as well because their season's going on now as well. Mm-hmm. So you know that there'll be a, a bit of continuity where you know a lot of sides will have had a break and they've got to get going again, where they're coming straight from the middle of their season. So. Uh, I'd still expect more from them as well, uh, mm. and, and you know, as impressive as they were in the last one, they, they're, they're still a good side, and they, mm. they're a little bit older, and you know, maybe less legs, but they're still a technically very good side. Mm. But in terms of okay, we, you know, we'll take as read that Brazil win the group. Mm. Who comes second, Serbia? I think so, but they've said Costa Rica are, are they got a lot of know-how. Um, I, I would still I'd put the money on Serbia, but it wouldn't surprise me if Costa Rica shocked people. Mm. Group F, Germany, might have a chance. Yeah, they'll 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 do a decent job at this tournament. I don't think they'll win it. I think they I think their they, they, their peak has has gone. Um, I, I'm very disappointed they're not taking Sani. Obviously, Tony Cruz is, is a wonderful footballer to watch, and he's exactly the kind of footballer England don't have. Um, but but yeah, I think you know we know what we're going to get from Germany. We know we're going to get a high level of performance. I just think their tournament's all about the last four and what happens from there. And I'm not I'm not quite sure they'll do it this time. Mm. What about Sweden? Uh, no Zlatan, no cry. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least they've got more of a you know mm. a team unit rather than just being about one person. But I worry for them a little bit. They you know they obviously qualifying ahead of, of Italy there. The, mm. the, the no mugs like you know but it's mm. I don't know, the, you know I look at Seb Larson in midfield who's yeah, you know seen the best of his career yeah. and even though he's got a, you know he's very good technically and with set pieces as well and they, they've got uh, Marcus <coughs> who's playing out in the in the Middle yeah. East now and I don't know it's it, it, they just seems to be a, a, they look out of sync to me mm. for for a team to go in, to do anything this tournament it's, it's funny we've got Seb Larson we've got Nicholas Bent now we've got Joe Campbell We've got Fabianski at the World Cup. It's, it's, it's like a sort of Arsenal <laughs> reunion, Arsenal League Cup 2006 reunion. The kids, yeah. but but yeah. I, I must admit, I, I I look at Sweden and I think maybe because there is no Zlatan, they can actually get. They want to get out the shadow. Yeah, it might it might help. I mean, Zlatan isn't. He's just not not. You know, he's just not good. Not no, it's not. He's not good enough. I just think he wouldn't be capable of of playing tournament football now. Mm. I don't think physically. Um, Sweden Sweden are always. There or thereabouts in the games, they never get never get hammered in mm. tournament football. They they're pretty organised. They know what they're about, so they'll set they'll hit a certain level that other teams in that group will have to get beyond. Mm. Mexico. Well, my 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 top World Cup fact that I learnt from reading World Soccer on the train here <laughs> was that 
Um, apart from Germany and Brazil, only one team has got to the last 16 in the last six World Cups, and it's Mexico. But they've never got beyond it. So, you know, that that's their that's their bar. They've got some good players. They've got a good, good team, some young talent coming through as well. Um, maybe struggle to score goals. But uh, but but I think yeah they you know last sixteen I think <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously bad news for South Korea. Yeah, I think um, you know even even by their standards, I don't think this is a it's a great squad. Obviously, they've got uh, Sun Young Min, so he, mm -hmm. you know everything rests with him. All their hopes rest with him. But yeah, I can't see him getting out of the group. Mm. Now England's group, um, you know, we talk about Belgium as you know, a team of stars, individuals. Will they actually gel? But if they if they put it together, they'll 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 be really good. But um, I don't think they'll gel enough to win the tournament, and that has to be their ambition. That's a it's their golden generation. They have got all that quality, uh, and I think they 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 have to be thinking of that. But I'm just not sure if you know if if Hazard and De Bruyne play together as well as they should. If if the egos will work. Um, in in that squad, if if, if Martinez has has got enough of a grip on it, um, Thierry Henry might be a help to them at the tournament. Of course, with his mm. his experience. Mm. How important is it that the players believe in the coach or the manager? <sighs> Do you know? What? I, I mean, ordinarily, I'd say that it was really important. But I, I've played in some sides where you know we've had success despite not really getting on with mm -hmm. the manager, and, and it might be because of that. You know, it's. Mm. <sighs> it, but I think with this group of players, you, know, you can see that it's um, there's, there's friction with the, the Belgian squad. But then you look at the England squad; there's a lot of togetherness there now. And and like I said, it, it's a real strength. The, the manager they've got now in South, Southgate, you know, one one part of me thought that he's making all these decisions because he's being strong because there was no, you know, if he didn't do well, then mm. he'd be out. But there seems to be a plan there from for the the next couple of you know, certainly the next mm. tournament anyway. And I think everything's coming be, uh, together behind the scenes. Everything that was, you know, this DNA that, you know, I, I even mocked myself because I was that used to to, to being given a blueprint after blueprint mm. after blueprint, mm. and I just thought it was just another one of those that was following. But they're following through with everything now, and, yeah. and uh, Dan Ashworth, you know, everything that he's putting in place, you know, they're sticking to it now, and that's more important than mm. than come up the right. Not just come up with the right uh, process, but sticking to it as well, regardless of what happened. Yeah, because that's a really good point about yeah, yeah. the broader issue. And also, you know, we've been to enough World Cups mm. with England where it's basically, you know, paranoia city. It's a much different feel to the place, isn't there? There is. And one thing the DNA project has done is, I think it's removed the idea that England are about individuals. You know, there's a plan, there's a way of playing, there's this, there's that. It's about St George's Park, there's young teams, it's not just the England seniors. It's ceased to be that personality-led environment. And maybe it's also because there aren't the, the stars, you know, Harry Kane aside, there aren't these, you know, the, the sort of sacred cows. That, that, that perhaps helps as well. But I think also, as, we, as we've touched on, Gareth Southgate's intelligence of his, his management, um, his understanding of, of, of his group, his lack of ego, I think, also sends out that message. Mm. Final group, uh, Group H, Poland. Uh, Lewandowski um, is on the market now, it seems. Um, is this a key sort of selling point for him? Is he going to have to go out there and prove that he can still do it? 
No, that's all, still, I still think there'll be plenty of takers, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's one of the best around. Um, but they, they, they've, they've showed a lot of promise, you know, uh, yeah. semi-finals and the Euros and they, they've, they have got some talent, you know, certainly in the goalkeeping department, they've got a, they've got mm. a lot of strength and depth and, um, and, and I like both Chesney and, uh, and Fabianski, I think Fabianski's had a great season, mm. uh, very underrated and he's there. Uh, because it's interesting, I've been, I was over in Poland a couple of months ago and went to the Federation and they were saying that they were hugely impressed with England's model. They were just trying to replicate that to a degree. So, imitation, best form of, uh, of flattery. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's one, this is one of those groups where I think, you know, Japan have uh, probably the outsiders. The rest of them have got a pretty equal chance. Mm. Um, so it's, it's it's really up for grabs, this group, I think. Yeah. Senegal, you've got a yeah. Sadio Mane as a talisman for them. Yeah, they've they've got decent performers in there. Koyate, Sako, Mane is a fantastic footballer. Um, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that was interesting to me at the, the Champions League final was you see certain players how they perform at, 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 under the highest scrutiny. And he actually, he was one that stepped up, whereas others maybe didn't look at the quite at that level but I think that showed what Sadio Mane's got um I think they might be the best of the African nations actually I think they might they might get out of that group and play some really exciting football mm. I've got I've got big yeah, big horse for Senegal mm. and, and Koulibaly at the back yeah great player isn't he? Uh, he is everything you want from a centre half mm. especially today you know, he's a great pass with the ball, very cute with the ball, but also, I mean, you've seen the goal that he scored against um, against Juventus, mm. and, you know, corner, just put it into the box, and he just ran, he, he just attacked it, he was two feet above everyone else, mm. and he attacks the ball so brilliantly, he's aggressive the way he defends, and, uh, yeah, I, I really hope that they, if, if we play them in the last 16, I'll be fearful. Mm. Right. What about Colombia? You know, James Rodriguez, last yeah. time, has done nothing really since, to be perfectly honest, no. has he? Um, are they going to be, and they struggled in qualifying, are they going to be basically the ones who miss out with Japan? I'm not sure. I mean, they've got Falcao back, who've obviously missed the last World Cup, um, and has, seems to have come back to something like his best. Um, James will be the... The hopes will rest on him, and and if you go by his Bayern Munich form, then mm. they might they might not get out of the group. But something in me sort of looks at what he did at the last tournament, and and he may be inspired again. I think he might want to move himself. Mm. I think he needs a move, so it could inspire him to do well. It'll be a worry for them that the likes of Ospina, Falcao, yeah. uh, Rodriguez, they they haven't been regulars. They haven't yeah. been played a lot of football. It might work in their favour, be favour because it might be fresher. You never know. But mm. I don't think it's a great uh, great plus. Okay. So final question, really: Which team will surprise us in the in the opening rounds? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think Tunisia might be surprisingly dogged. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go for Senegal. I think Senegal will will not just get out of that group, but as I say, will 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 give us something to watch a bit. Do mm. no, I've got he stole my thunder there because <laughs> they're, they're my side. That I think will you know, like I said, there's every chance they can uh, they can cause an upset if we play them in the in the last sixteen. Uh, they, they've got lots of Premier League experience, lots of European football experience, and mm. uh, it, it's top clubs as well. So it's. Uh, they're going to be a tough challenge. Well, I might be horribly wrong, but I've got a strange hunch that Sweden will do well. Enjoy the games. Thanks for joining us here on the Football Writers Podcast.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.